friends, this is Indra from Family Karma Cast, and this week we're talking with Brickell, who is on the recent reboot of Joe Millionaire on Fox. We had a great chat, but just wanted to let you know that it was recorded a few weeks ago, which is why some of the conversation might seem a little dated. In any case, it was so fun talking with Brickell, and I hope you enjoy our chat. Welcome to Family Karma Cast. This is Indra. And I'm flying solo today, but really excited to have with me on the program Brickell, who you may have seen in the earlier parts of this season of Joe Millionaire on Fox, uh, which is the reboot of this iconic show from 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> but she also is a model and a singer and I'm sure many more things than we know already. So Brickell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's so great to have you. You're dealing, I'm all these like technical things and whatever, but we're making it happen. <laughs> Um, so tell me, where are you based these days? I'm in Los Angeles, California right now. Okay. Yes. I grew up in Dallas. And then my family, they, we just like to move around. So we moved from Dallas to Orlando, Orlando, Atlanta. And then I came here with my boyfriend at the time. Okay. So yeah. you've kind of been all over. Everywhere. Yeah. Do you mm -hmm. consider yourself like a Southern girl? Or how do you feel about the Dallas thing? I, I am at heart. Um, my accent used to be really thick and heavy. And my mom, when we moved to Florida, my mom's like, get rid of that. You sound so hungry. <laughs> it's, it's a turn off. People are going to hate that. And, and so, but you, it'll come out when I speak fast, but okay. for the most part, it used to be so thick and I didn't realize it until I talked to one of my middle school friends and, and he was like, Hey, Hey, Brickhale. And I was like, <laughs> Wow, that is really pronounced. I was like, is that what I used to sound like? And I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible. But but now it's like it's a mix between California, Florida, Ridian, and then the Texan part of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, change like changing your accent is like I don't know. It's not easy to do sometimes, or to let go of some things that you used to do. It's not easy at all. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, on our podcast, we like to feature um, South Asian Americans who are in pop culture. And I was when you were, when I was watching the show, I was like, I think she's South Asian, but I'm not sure. And then when I saw your Instagram that you're half Sri Lankan and half African American, I was like, Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Yes, <laughs> so. yes, I am. I'm half Sri Lankan, half African American. So, how? Tell me about like your parents' story and um, yeah, your parents' story, I guess. So, um, my mom and my biological father met in um, Albany, Georgia. Okay. One of them was working at a convenience store. I think it was my. I think it was my dad. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they met. They had me and. Um, yeah, that was it. They didn't. They really didn't have a relationship. To it, it didn't last that long. Okay. Um, and then I met him when I was fourteen. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I met. So him when he I was, was kind of out of your life for a little while. Yeah, he was. Okay. Out of, well, still is to this day. But <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I met him when I was fourteen. It was. It was a whole process actually because, um, I mean. When I met him, I met the entire family. So at the time, he was he was he now had a wife and mm -hmm. 
six kids. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh my god. I, wait. And so is your dad Sri Lankan or is my, he? My dad is Sri Lankan. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't tell. He didn't tell his family about me at all. Like his mom, his dad, his sisters. He didn't oh. tell any of them about me. Oh my. So that was a whole ordeal in itself. Um, wow. I think it had to do something with him being Muslim and, you know, having a child out of wedlock and okay. not wanting to bring that back to, you know, shame the, you know, the family, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. So it was it was pretty interesting. But it's it's so crazy because I look the most like him. If you see him and you see myself, put myself and him together and you'll be like, that's his daughter. Yeah. His other kids, my my other siblings, um, their mom is Italian, so she's Italian. Okay. And they look, they look like white, Mexican. Yeah. They, you wouldn't even think they're Sri Lanka. It's so crazy because when they go to Sri Lanka, mm. um, the Sri Lankan people charge them as if they're Americans. Oh my God. Because they look, they, they do not look like they're Sri Lankan at all. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. So, but have you developed a relationship with your half siblings? Yes and no. It's not the, it's not the best relationship, but it's, it yeah. is, what it is, you know. So that's definitely complicated. Um, have you been to Sri Lanka ever or? No, I've never been. I, I really wanted to go. Um, I know that the last trip that they planned was, this was a few years back. Um, it, it was a big family trip that they were going, but I was so afraid of the dengue virus. Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> so I told, And I told my dad, I was like, um, you know, I don't know how my body would react to that if I, you know, and he was like, oh, you're crazy. It's just going to make you feel like every bone in your body's broken for five days and you'll be okay. And I'm like, but yeah, who like- wants to feel like that? And then, and then I read, I, I Googled it and I'm like, people have actually died from it. Yeah. So my mom was like, you know, just maybe skip, skip this trip because, you know, he's from there. So yeah. he's used to it. His body's immune to it and everything, but you'll probably go and who knows what will happen to you. Yeah. And that's real. Like, you know, my parents are both grew up in India and I was born in the States, but like I've gone back to India to visit family and stuff. And I definitely like my mom can like eat the street food and like do all these things that like if I try them, I'm like on the toilet for five days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he didn't he didn't he didn't get that when I told him I was like, what if this happens to me? He's like, you're crazy. But I'm like, you don't understand you. I grew up here. You didn't you did it. So it's yeah, it's two completely different cultures. But yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, I met them when I was 14. Mm -hmm. um, And actually, I found out when I was 14 that I was Sri Lankan because I thought, yeah, my mom thought she was with an Indian, like, during, you know, during those times. Yeah. Sri Lankan people and that wasn't really a, you know, yeah, it's it's not it's not common to come across someone that's Sri Lankan. Indian. Yes. Yes. So she thought he was Indian. So I from the time from 14, all I was telling people that I was black and Indian. (laughs) You know, that's like, I think that illustrates something that it's so real even today. I feel like when people see like a brown person, they're like, the first thing to say is, oh, you're Indian. Yeah. When it's like, really, they could be Sri Lankan, they could be Bengali, they could be Pakistani, they could be Nepali, they could be Indian, like any of these different things. And so and I feel like that's still something we need to like educate people on. I'm sure people like call you Indian. Well, they call I am Indian. So I guess that works. But I could easily be Pakistani, too, and mm-hmm. someone could just automatically refer to me as Indian, I guess. Oh, yeah. I've told people that I was Sri Lankan, and then it's like, and I'll tell them where it is, and they're like, oh, okay, so Indian. 
And I'm like, um, did you not just hear what I said? Just like, just like there's Chinese, there's Korean, there's Japanese. I'm like, that's how it is with us too. (laughs) I know. It's such a like, it's an interesting thing too, because like that, like the South Asian population of this world, like it's like well over a billion people. It's like Mm -hmm. a big subsection of our world population. And yet there seems to be like a lot of misinformation, especially in the States. So I'm actually not surprised that you thought that, like, especially if your mom didn't have a relationship with your dad for all Mm -hmm. those years. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think they ever they ever talked about it. I think she just assumed just like everyone, you know, he's Indian. But when, yeah. I, when I met him and he, I don't I think I was like, yeah, I, I'm Indian. And he was like, you're what? He's like, no, you're actually Sri Lankan. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> well, what is that? And then I came home and I told my mom, I was like, yeah, he said we're Sri Lankan. I'm Sri Lankan. I'm not Indian. And she's like, what's Sri Lankan? <gasps> Wow. Okay. You, were with him. you should know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's, so it's, yeah, it's really interesting. He, my dad, says that there's a tribe of people called Wedda or Wedda, Wedda I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I were to go there, they would think that I was one of them because I look exactly like them. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's like when I saw you, and I was like, she's definitely South Asian. It's like that part of mm-hmm. like your appearance definitely comes through. Um. But and that sort of like leads me to a question about like identity and like growing up like so you like obviously like you know that you are biracial Mm -hmm. but when people talk to you I'm sure they got all you get all sorts of assumptions about like what are like do people ask like what are you and stuff like and things like that I've been getting that question for years and years and still to this day yeah still to this day um I think that they see my hair yeah they see my hair and they're like okay I know you're mixed with something what are you because Mm. your hair is like fine and it's like dark so what are you are you something what are you so I get that question all the time but I yeah. think I think now it's so funny but um Nicki Minaj has a song and it has like pull up in the automobile gangster with the bad beat that came from Sri Lanka yeah and now everybody knows about Sri Lanka <laughs> because of that because of that line and it's, it's so funny but now I'm like okay fine we're put we're on the map yeah <laughs> I, isn't it crazy that like a pop song is like the reason people get educated on something but mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it's got to be something so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you are a model and a singer so can you tell me a little bit about like how you came to both of those professions or any other things that you do currently so my mom was a model growing up and um I think it just came naturally as far as singing, I don't think I got that from her because she can't sing at all. Um, <laughs> I think it, it might have come from my dad's side because my siblings on my dad's side, they can all sing as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I grew up singing and then I used to do pageants and like singing competitions and stuff. And then when I moved to California, modeling just took off. And so I was like, okay, well, I've been wanting to do this for so long too. So let's just do this. And then singing like took a backseat. Mm-hmm. But recently, um, the modeling industry has been very, I would say like, it's it's a colorist thing now. Okay. And it's, it's honestly, you like, you, you called me at the perfect time because I'm like wanting to quit almost. Okay. Because of it. And I called my best friend like a like earlier last week and I was like, oh, I'm so frustrated with this industry Yeah. because darker skinned people aren't getting booked as much. Mm. And it, it sucks because it's like you can have a talent, you can have skin in the game and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like the lighter skinned girls 
or the girls that have the more follower, the fake followers. Yeah. It's like they get they get all the work. And then um, I remember one time my dad actually told me to try the Asian market. Mm-hmm. They I, I sent all my pictures and everything to, to um, Asian agencies. Yeah. No Asian, Indian, no one reached out. Not wow. one. Because you know that they're really big on skin tone out there. Yes. Like it's huge. Like they promote skin bleaching creams and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've grown up around that my whole life. It's really messed up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so sad because... Um, I get so many people that reach out to me on Instagram that are Sri Lankan and they're darker skin Sri Lankans yeah. or darker skin Indians. And they're like, thank you. Cause you're putting us on the map and you're, you know, yeah. we don't have a voice and it's, you know, because of my skin tone, I'm darker. And it's like, Oh, I feel for these girls because I'm living it. Yes. I'm living it every day. And they don't, they only see what I post, but they don't see the nose that I have to deal with. Yeah. On and day to day basis. So do you think that it's like, it's gotten worse because or like when you first got into modeling like and things were kind of coming up and whatever like was it in some ways like less of a thing then or has it always been there I think it's always been there honestly I think it's always been there um because if you if you look at look at these campaigns now you'll see majority of the Caucasian and then you'll see one Asian yeah she's most likely she's not Indian she's not yes she's East Asian East Asian and then you'll see like one black girl. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's how it's always been. It's always been that way. And it's it's sad because there are people all over the world that have different skin tones. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful women. Yeah. And I mean, also like telling like the biracial story too, I feel like is so important in this country. Like because, you know, we we are a country of immigrants and we're all coming from different places. And it's like, you know, your parents met, like my son is biracial, like all of these things, like it's like a new kind of overall look, I guess that we Mm -hmm. could be promoting and sort of celebrating. And it's just sort of like, yeah, I can't believe like from the outside perspective looking in, it's like one, you're gorgeous. Like I can't, like, I can't believe someone wouldn't hire you based on something like that. And it's just like, really we're it's 2022 and we're still dealing with this type of thing. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I can't get, I can't get one Asian agency to even open my email and look at my pictures. Wow. My skin tone. It's just crazy. And I'm like, I can, stand with the best of the best yeah because i've done this so long and i'm and i can say that i'm really talented at what i do Mm -hmm. but i won't even be looked at because of my skin tone yeah and just and i think about all the sri lankan women who are darker Mm -hmm. they don't get the acting roles they don't get to they don't get the spotlight they nothing yeah yeah but just like for instance my grandmother my grandmother um my dad's mom she is super light-skinned and and my dad said that in her country she was praised. Like oh, of she course. Was, she was the top. When I say to get married, she was like the prize. Yeah. The tone. And it's mm. so sad. It's so sad because it's like there are other great women there, too. Why? Why? Yeah. Skin tone. Why is skin tone that important to people where it's like the brighter you are, the better? Yeah, I totally agree. It seems like you are like so confident in who you are that you don't let that like like the nose get to you too much is that true or does it does it get to you I mean at the end of the day I'm human Mm -hmm. like everyone else and um you know when when you go to these shoots or when you when you see these nose and you're like and then you see the the finalized product of the shoot that you were told no from and you're like really this is the the person you chose over me and then you see what they can do and you know what you can do and you're like 
it's frustrating. It's, it really is. And it's like, it's like, well, why am I doing this? Why, yeah. am I, why am I doing this? And then I think, and once again, I think about all the women who don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Like for me, my end goal is to make it as, as big as I can so that I can start my own agency for women of color. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like that's what I really want to do. Women of color and more so darker women of color. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. No, go ahead. They, yeah, because they don't get the opportunity that lighter skinned girls get. They really don't. Yeah. Has your mom, because I know this is a huge thing and also the African-American community. So has your mom felt the effects of that in her own life? I mean, not knowing what your mom looks like or anything, but um, has she been able to relate with you on any of that? Oh, my mom completely understands because my mom is actually darker than I am. Okay. So she's darker than I am and then she's not mixed with anything. Yes. Okay. So it's like, it's like, you know, for, for me, I still have, there's still a level of, um, there's a difference between an African-American darker skinned girl and then myself because I'm mixed. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, the straight hair the long hair. And it's it's sad, honestly. It's it's really sad. And I think and I think because my mom is African American, that is what drives me to be the voice for darker women and and then knowing that what darker Sri Lankans, darker Indian women go through is it's like I have to do something about this because if I don't, who will? And my mom actually like for instance with the show. Yeah. Because I was the darkest girl on the show. Yeah. I was the darkest girl and the first girl to go home was the darkest girl. I noticed that and that sucked. And the only Asian on the show. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Actually, there aren't any other Asian women on the show, are there? No, no. And I really honestly, I had a a huge argument with with them about that because I was like, yeah, where's the representation? Where is it? And it's sad because this is this is my life. This is what I deal with with modeling. Yeah, I get on the show and it's the exact same thing. Exact same thing. I think it's such a it this points to such an important thing is that like, you know, media and all these spaces are like trying to diversify so much, you know, and they're and even a show like Joe Millionaire, which like to me when I watch it, it feels like it's really for like a white audience in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, there are women of color on it, but the women of color are all like light skinned, like really light skinned and um you know, it's like, oh, okay, so is it enough to just put a woman of color, like more women of color into a show, like a dating show like that, ignoring like these other aspects, like what you're talking about uh, with colorism is just like, you know, so you're going to represent all Asian people in one person. And, you know, everyone, like every person of color is like not representative of like what all people of color look like. Yes. And that's, that's my, that's my argument with with the show, with with modeling, with acting, with it's just like, why is there only one of us? Mm-hmm. And that's considered okay. We covered we covered them all. Yeah. How? Yeah. How can you cover them all with just one person? But then you have these many girls, and there's like eight of them. Mm-hmm. And then you have a brunette, a redhead, a blonde, blonde with blue eyes, blonde with brown <laughs> eyes. Yeah. But you just get one of us. Yes. That's not right. Because if you look at the world today, if you go outside, you, you don't see just that. You see everything. Yes, absolutely. Everything. I know. It's um, and I think that's where like these spaces, these TV shows like need to do more work in diversifying and like seeing the places where they haven't quite 
gotten there yet and Mm -hmm. you know as much as they may be trying it's like you got to try a little bit harder (laughs) and and so like for me um I'm usually a person that doesn't say much when Mm -hmm. I like I don't say much but recently I've been speaking out about it yeah my stories about it I've been speaking out with different things that I've been a part of um and my mom was like well you don't want to do that because then it'll look like you're the person like you're the the negative person yeah And then I told her, I said, well, here's the thing. If you think about the people that have made a difference in this world, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, that's why there's only one of them. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's not going to do it. Some people are going to just conform to, okay, well, I'm just not going to say nothing. I'm just going to wait till it happens. Wait till change comes. No, you have to be the voice. And maybe if you say something, then other people will speak out and say something too. Yeah. But it start with someone. It has to start. And if I'm that person, if I look, if I'm look like the bad guy, okay, whatever. At least I stood for something that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm with you. <laughs> Even <laughs> if I'm not in that industry as a viewer, um, you know, have you, I think it's so great that you're speaking out about this. Have you had conversations with other models who might be feeling similar things, who like might have darker skin tone, things like that? Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. I'll post about it and then I'll get girls that'll reach out to me DM through DM Instagram. Yeah. And they'll be like, you know, it's so sad. You're you're right. And speak on it and with the clapping emojis and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, but why don't you say something as well? Yeah. Say something too. It's just like it it's it's just like it's sad that like people are afraid to say something or people are afraid to speak out because they're like, well, then they may take that one opportunity that, that they did give me, take that away from me if I say something. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point it's like, what's the greater cost, you know, like, because this is tied to your identity and your self-worth. And if you're not speaking out for like why it's not right and just kind mm-hmm. of going along with the flow, like maybe you'll book more jobs. Maybe you won't. Like maybe you need to speak out for there to be like the change that you need for your livelihood too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, it's it's like... It seems like for every step forward we take, you know, it's like there's a couple steps backwards, but hopefully it's all moving in the right direction. And I think it's really I look forward to seeing the day when you open your modeling agency for women I really of color. want to. I really want to because they are some beautiful women of color, like beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. And they need they need that platform. They need to, you know, to be seen. They need to be heard. And and if I have to be the one to give it to them, I will give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me, how did you find your way to this show, Joe Millionaire? And I have to admit that I, in high school, was when the original ran, when I was in high school. And I watched it obsessively. I was like, it was one of the first like dating shows of that kind, like even before The Bachelor and stuff like that. And I, I just like, love shows like that I don't know it's like my favorite type of entertainment um so how did you kind of like learn about the show and decide to get involved okay so one um I had no clue I I never seen the first season of Joe I didn't even know what it was (laughs) um they reached out to us and I told them I was like well you know I'm single right now so if I if by the time you guys get ready to film if I don't have a, a boyfriend I'll do it because mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually looking for a relationship I want someone I yes. want to be with someone so if you guys can help me find someone then hey I'm all in so um how it happened a casting producer reached out to me 
Um, okay. They actually reached out to me for another show. Oh, before okay. Before that, it was it's a show that's on Netflix. It's a some um, Christmas show, and I was the main. I was cast as the main girl. Okay. But I had met this guy, and I told him I was like I was like I told the guy I was like, listen, I've been like casted for this show, so uh -huh. if, if this is serious, let me know because if not, I'm going to do the show because I'm looking wow. for a person and. I was going to be in the house and the guys were going to come date me. Oh my God. So you were going to be like the bachelorette on this show, basically. But it was a Netflix, it's a Netflix, but a Christmas, Netflix version. Yeah. Christmas, yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then he was like, what do you mean? We're dating. Why don't you be on that show? And I was like, okay, well, I'll take that. Cause I like, I want a boyfriend. I'm not, I don't yeah. want, it's not because I want to be on TV. I just actually want a boyfriend. And so he's like, yeah, we're dating. So they reached out like, okay, we're ready to start filming. Are you ready? I was like, actually, I'm, oh. I met someone and they were like, oh, okay. We're so proud of you. We're happy for you. Everything. Not even a week later. No. It was over with. Oh no. Over with. So I, I emailed them. I was like, um, actually, we're not, we're not together. We're not anything anymore. And they're like, Sorry, we've already just casted the other girl now. Oh no! And I was, I was like, Ugh. so then the casting director that had put me on for that show, she reached out to me. She's like, yeah. So how did what happened with the show? And I told her, you know, everything. Mm. I met the guy, and then she's like, okay, well, everything happens for a reason. Actually, we have one even better for you. It's on Fox. It's this bigger yeah. show. It's a brand new show. So I was like, okay, well, I'm single. Let's go. They lied to us. It was a complete, what they told us it was, oh. was not the show that we realized we were on. Oh my we, God. Are you serious? Well, yeah. Cause if you, if you listen in the first, the first episode, they're like, um, I think it was called love, love for real. That's, that was the original show that we, we Oh yeah, we that's on. true. Okay. And then he was like, you're actually on Joel Millionaire. And then a lot of us were like, what is that? Like, <laughs> we've never heard of that. And they were like, for richer or poor, Joe Million. And we're like, okay, what is that? Yeah. And then they us, they're like, well, it's actually to, you know, it's the original concept was one guy, I think. And then you have yes, to see it. Yes, it was one guy and you like everyone, all the women thought he was a millionaire, but it turned out he was just like a construction worker, worker who made like a normal amount of money. And, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so this time they have, they have a construction worker yeah. on there. And and another guy who works on the farm. Oh my god, the guys are. I just. Oh my god, when you can actually talk more about this show, like you said, like in a year, I would love to dish with you about this show. Please, because because I I I oh you you myself and some of the other girls were like oh we're so frustrated because we really yeah. want to speak, but you know. But you can't. Yeah. Darn contracts. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, so that's how that's how I got on the show, and um, yeah, we did. We had no clue that that's the show we were on, and wow. And most of us were like, well, we didn't come here for money. We we came here because we wanted to find love. So it, that we didn't care about who was like finding out who's a millionaire, who's who wasn't. Like yeah. so today, they and we're like, we don't care, honestly. We yeah, don't. no, it's like, and I mean, just hearing your story about like turning down the lead on that Netflix show because you were in a relationship, like you were obviously there for the right reasons <laughs> yeah that's what i told them that's what i told them when they were casting me i was like listen i'm not here for i'm not here for tv i'm here to find true love because yeah. if i if i were here for tv i would have did the other show i would have told the guy that i thought i was going to be with hey no i need to go to this tv show real quick and then i'll come back to you yeah absolutely totally um 
Okay, so now that you've kind of like wet your whistle with reality TV, is it something that you would do again or you're like never again? How do you feel about it? Listen, I will never, ever (laughs) do a reality show ever again in my life. Oh my God, really? It was that bad. Oh my, and you weren't even there for very long. That is okay. So can you say anything more about that or do we need to just kind of wait until you can say more? <laughs> it was, it was so, it was so bad. And I, and like it, more, it wasn't about, it wasn't about, okay, I knew the guys didn't like me. Yeah, okay. I knew they didn't. Fair. Like honestly, I knew I knew based on the girls mm. that were there. I just looked at the girls and I was like, this is not my scene. <laughs> they don't like me. I already knew. I was like they don't like me. I know why I'm here. They don't like me because <sighs> there's only one of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So okay. I knew they didn't like me and I think that's that's when the the turning part for me started and I was like I guess I'm just going to wait to be eliminated, I guess, because... Yeah. Because, you know, um, one guy was interested in, in one girl. That's yeah. How Carolyn and what's his name. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, Stephen and I didn't have a connection at all. Yeah. At all. He doesn't seem like he really has a connection with anyone. From where I'm sitting as a viewer, it's just like, I'm not really sure what's going on. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so hard, too. And it's like... To even just, like, start with that, just knowing that that's, like, you're just here to kind of, like, fill a place for a while. Like, that's hard. That's got to be, like, I don't know. How did that feel? Well, no, because, um, like I said, Stephen and I, we didn't have connection at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's, he lives on a he lives on a farm. He works on a farm. Mm-hmm. And not only myself, but a lot of the girls were like, no, we're not. <laughs> We're not shoveling poop. We're not doing, we're, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So then that's when my eyes shifted to, to Kurt. But then I'm like, Kurt's only focused on one girl. So it's like, yeah. where do where do I stand? Because mm-hmm. I have this one guy. I'm not living on, I'm not moving and living yeah. on. I'm just not doing that. I, like, I love the city so much. I love the beach. I love the, I love everything about California. Yeah. And then the other guy, it's like, clearly he likes, he, you know, when I was on the show, he liked Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what do I, what do I do? So yeah. it, was, it was kind of frustrating. It really was. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you would never do that again, <laughs> which is fair. I, um, I, prob- I would say this, not a dating show, re- not a reality dating show. Okay. 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 If there were something fun, lighthearted. Yeah. I would probably do that, but not a dating show. No. Well, I can't do one now anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not for that reason, but I, I did meet someone. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. ask. I was like, wait a minute. Why is that true? <laughs> oh, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I met someone. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. That's great. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's a shame because I feel like these shows could benefit from having more people like you who are genuinely there because they don't want to just like build their Instagram fo- following. Yeah. Like, sure, if that's something that's like a nice side prize that's great Mm -hmm. but like I feel like you know I watch the Bachelor franchise religiously as well and I feel like that always works the best when Mm -hmm. there is like true like when people are truly in it to find love like that's when the stories really come alive and it's like you know the drama stuff is like whatever it's like the love stories are really kind of the 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 reason to tune in at least it is for me i don't know oh yeah definitely yeah 
but you know unfortunately i i didn't find that with the show and it's okay because i'm like i said i'm super happy now yeah everything happens for a reason totally and so and then your singing career you said that kind of like took a back burner do you have any plans to maybe revive that or even just do it like for fun i know i i've been thinking about it um i really want to start that writing music and making music and doing that i I'm in that place right now where it's like, I want to have a family. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. I want to settle down. I just want to, you know, enjoy my a relationship and stuff like that. But then yeah. at the same time, like, but I know, I know me. I like to, I like to work. Yeah. I like to work. So I'm like, it's like a struggle between do I want to now focus on trying to build a family and a relationship or do I want to second gear this thing with the singing? I, I'm just trying to figure it out now. Yeah. I mean... And it is, you know, the easy answer is, oh, you can do both. But sometimes it's not that simple. There's only so many hours in a day. And, you know, our priorities mm -hmm. change throughout life, too. Yeah, definitely. Because when I'm, I model, so, you know, when I do have these long shoots, the, the free time that I do have, I want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell, like, this is something I don't really, obviously, like, I don't know anything about modeling. Like when you book a gig, what mm -hmm. is like your typical, like what is a typical like week like for you as a working model in LA? So I can have anywhere from two to three shoots a week. Okay. Um, those hours, the hours of each shoot can range depending on what type of shoot it is. Okay. So like my longest day has been, I would say 13 hours. <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah, and for me, it's <laughs> it's like for me, it's like a good thing and a bad thing. It's a curse and a, you know and a blessing to be like when you have when you're talented. Yeah, because like for me, I change so fast with my outfits, and I also shoot fast, so I know how to get the pose in a matter of like seconds, which is probably like a dream for the people who hire you. Exactly. However, on the flip side, mm -hmm. now they're giving me like like literally I can shoot hundreds of outfits. Hundreds. Wow. Whereas the other girls, they only can get through 30. Wow. 30 like looks. And I have hun a hundred looks to do. Like in one shoot. In one shoot. How many hours are we talking? That that so that will be a nine hour shoot. Okay. Because I shoot so fast. That is Okay, I'm like doing the math. Like, so you're where you're putting on like ten looks an hour, basically. And when I tell you I'm fast, I'm super fast. Like, I'm literally moving so fast. Where? Oh wow! <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's so crazy because and and I have to think about. It. I'm like, wait a minute, I have to s stop this because I'm getting paid the same amount as the other girl mm. who's shooting thirty outfits. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah. amount of time. Same everything, and I'm getting. 100 looks and I'm getting paid the same amount. I have to yeah. reevaluate this thing. Totally. It must be rare to like have models who can do what you can do. <laughs> it's crazy because I when like when I used to when I started out and I was doing it I'm and um clients would kept giving me more outfits I'm like and like you're just so fast I'm like wait a minute is this not norm? Is this not the norm for people? And they're like no, you shoot fast and you change fast. That's why we we book you so often and we give you so many looks. I'm like but yeah, y'all are overworking me at the same time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so anyone out there who thinks like models like they just go and take pictures like it's obviously very like physical and busy and exhausting like it's oh my god. It's not easy at all because because you have to you have to change fast. Yeah. You have to know how to pose. And mm -hmm. then too, you have these clients where they don't accept the same pose. 
Yeah. So think about it. You have a hundred looks to shoot. And a hundred different poses. And a hundred, because they do, because they do front, side, back, but then oh. you like have to mix it up too. Yeah. It's not the typical just stand there like this. It's not that like straight yeah. and then straight. No, you have to do like movement and everything. So that's a lot of work. And it's a lot of, like you said, like you're good at it. Like you know how to get the right pose. Like, do you ever like see an outfit and you're like, okay, I know... Like you put it on, you're like, I can see how this is moving with my body and like this is going to be the right pose for it. Yeah, I think that that has definitely come over time and being in the industry so long. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a visual visual person. So even with locations and sets, I can know instantly. I can just walk on set and see. I'm like, okay, I want to pose like this on this table. Oh, wow. Okay. Or I want to like hold this garment this way or do this or do that. And it every time it works because... I've done it so and that's how you can tell like the the grades from the people that the Instagram influencers and yeah the, the IG models because they just get on set and they're like okay what do I do yeah how do you want how do you want me what do you how, what do you want me how do you want me to pose I hate that question when yeah. I get on set they're like how do you want me to pose they're like oh why is she here <laughs> yeah you it sounds like you just take control which is like amazing or you know what I get often mm-hmm. so they'll book me and then they'll book another girl and they'll tell and the girl would be like well what do you want me to do and they're like oh just follow Brickell. do everything she does of uh, that's the highest compliment or or they'll tell me to can you show her how to pose <laughs> wait a minute this You're is like, that's not, not my job <laughs> yeah like <sighs> um okay. Are there any like models or supermodels who you have looked up to as you've like developed your career and got and been in the modeling industry? Uh, Naomi Campbell first and foremost, mm-hmm. amazing. Um, Leah Kabidi, she's my she's my favorite. Um, Kate Moss is really really good. I love her too. Uh, currently, I love Bella Hadid. I love her. Yeah, she can do no wrong. Like yeah. she's she's really for her to come into the industry based on her name or where she came, like her yeah. family name, and then to come in the industry and do what she's done. Like, I give her all the respect because she's really talented. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting, like, to watch those earlier seasons of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and, like, see, like, you know, Gigi was the first and it's, like, you kind of think, like, oh, she's, like, going to be the supermodel and then mm-hmm. Bella, like, kind of comes out of nowhere, like, yeah. she's really quiet on the show when she starts out and she, like, rides horses and stuff and then it's, like, yeah. that she's this, like, supermodel sensation now. It's really yeah, kind of amazing. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Well, this has been such a lovely conversation. Um, I would love it if you could tell our listeners how they can find you online and learn about the things that you're doing. Okay, so I am not really big on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but I am on Instagram, you can find me at Raquel B-R-O-O-K-E-L-L-B as in boy. Awesome. Um, And I hope that you'll stay in touch. We definitely have to touch base when your contract is over and we can talk more about Joe Millionaire because I have so many thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we need to come back. We need to come back to this. Okay, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Raquel. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Family Karma Cast. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And support the podcast by becoming a subscriber to our Patreon page. When you do, you'll get access to our weekly Thirsty 30 Bravo TV and pop culture chats and more. Find out more at patreon.com slash Cast with a K.